Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. The show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. This episode, we decided to do a little different. Well, not really different. Well, yeah, different. It's, um, we're just doing a Q&A episode. Um, I just thought it could be fun for July and, um, for no really reason in particular. <laughs> I just was thinking about it. Um, and my team was like, yes, we should do that. Um, we never do something like this. Very rarely. I think I did a Q&A episode once, like a couple years ago, maybe for like an anniversary episode of like couple years of the podcast or something like that, but very rarely and definitely not in a very long time. And I always think they're super fun when I hear people doing things like that on a podcast. And, um, yeah, we just decided to do that for this, for this episode. So I have some questions. We mostly posed this to like our Instagram followers, Um, it's kind of random. We kept it super open-ended on purpose, um, just to have like a variety, wanted to see what kinds of things people asked, what kind of things people wanted to know about or talk about. So it's pretty random. I kind of didn't, I went back and forth, but I did not end up like even categorizing them because I was kind of thinking, well, if somebody finds like non-work related stuff really boring. I don't want to have them all in a row and then (laughs) you don't want to listen anymore. Um, so I decided to just not even try to categorize them at all. You know, I was thinking, should it be like work related questions or business related questions or versus, um, you know, something more personal related questions. I left it totally open to like any kind of question. I think most of them ended up being pretty work related. Um, So yeah, but we're just going to, I'm just going to go in order kind of of like how I saw them, how they showed up, um, rather than trying to do it in any particular special order. So I'm just going to kind of read out the question and then say my answer. And I'm hoping it's not going to be too long. Um, I want to try to get them all in. So if any of them are too similar, then we can kind of skip. We'll see. Clearly, I didn't put too much preparation into this one. Um, I wanted it to be kind of off the cuff and see see what the questions and answers are. So um, the first one, actually, let me see what order I'm doing because they're kind of not in. Okay, the first one is how do you schedule your week as a business owner? Is there a specific task, days, etc.? Um, so... I feel like the one thing about routines and schedules is that they always change, Um, especially for, I think, especially once you have kids, schedules are like constantly changing. And so I almost like have trouble saying 
I just, you know, there's seasons of life. There's seasons of every year. Um, so I have kind of like how I try to schedule my my days um, throughout the week. And I'll tell you what that mostly looks like. But I just feel like anything that has to do with like scheduling or routines, like that has to have that caveat because it's always changing. And even what I do in terms of my weekly or day-to-day schedule, um, I feel like there's just seasons. It's something that works for like a couple of months and then I tend to shift it a little over time. So right now, one thing that I find that really works and has tended to work for me for a long time is to schedule meetings on certain days and then keep essentially the other days pretty free from meetings so that I can focus in more on other things. So the one thing I'll say that is always static in terms of how the week works is that, that you might not know, is that Quotable is on a four-day work week. So we only technically work or are in the office from Monday through Thursday. And then Friday is technically off. I like to use Fridays for kind of either personal things or just like more fun things. Sometimes you would probably call them work related. Like if I'm going to meet somebody for coffee or lunch or any, like I want to get together with someone in person, I try whenever possible to only schedule that on Fridays, um, just because otherwise it tends to like take up the whole day. And, um, I just, it's kind of fun for me to make that be a thing that can be (laughs) Friday thing. I mean, not always, if it's like a work, if it's like a meeting, like, or like a client related meeting, even if it's a coffee or a lunch, you know, obviously we'll schedule that around needs, but if it's like something where it's like kind of just for fun or kind of just like a connection or relationship building thing, I try to do that on Friday. Um, and sometimes I'll do things like podcasting or things like that on Friday, things that are like feel more fun to me, I guess. Um, but other than that, it's technically not a quotable work day. Um, so what we do is we have scheduled meetings on Mondays and Thursdays. We have our beginning of the week, like team meeting on Monday mornings, and then we have an end of the week team meeting on Thursday afternoons. And so because of that, I also tried to schedule other meetings around those times too. I like to kind of stack my meetings because I do get very, um, I just think it's helpful. I I get like into something and then I also have trouble kind of switching gears out of that. So I, I don't love having like a meeting and then, you know, only an hour or two for like creative work and then another meeting and then an hour for creative work. I like to have longer stretches of time. And, um, so Also, by default, I like to have my meetings kind of in blocks of time too. Then I'm kind of like in meeting mode and then I can be out of meeting mode. Um, So Mondays and Thursdays are usually more meetings, client calls and internal team meetings and things like that. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, I try to keep very free of meetings. And that those are days that I try to do more like deep client work if I have Um, if I'm going to be doing pitching or things like that for the week, that also is great for Tuesdays and Wednesdays, um, because, you know, everybody's inbox is pretty full on a Monday anyway, so you kind of try not to do too much pitching on a Monday. Um, and same with Friday. I mean, these are kind of outdated, I think, like 
I think these days everybody's in their inbox all the time. But like if you ask like traditionally, like people say, um, Mondays and Fridays are the worst days for pitching media. Um, so we kind of keep that in mind. Um, even though I don't necessarily notice that to really be the case, if there's something that I want to email somebody about on a Friday, I usually will, but that's kind of like the idea of why I was like, you know, we're not missing anything if we're not like pitching on a Friday. That being said, also just about the four day work week thing, like in the world of PR, we're not going to ever let something like go. I'm always keeping an eye on my emails. I don't say I'm not like in my inbox on Friday. Like if, and when media get back to us on a Friday, like I will be setting up an interview, you know, I will be setting stuff up, but, um, it's very rare that, that people are trying to do that on a Friday anyways. So those are kind of the main structures of my week and yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday being more of like client stuff and also business building stuff, strategy, um, really just any of that. I think those are kind of the main structures. Um, the next question was, tell us about your professional journey. How did you start quotable? I'll go into that a little bit. I've definitely talked about that before on the podcast. I don't expect you guys to have listened to every single episode, but I think there is like a whole episode towards the beginning, maybe probably the very first episode, like I think was kind of like a, here's everything. Here's the journey. (laughs) So you can probably go back and find that. But basically, um, I started the company about 11 years ago now. How crazy is that? I feel like I just, we celebrated 10 year anniversary last summer and that was technically in August and it's July right now. So yeah, 11 years. Um, I started it somewhat accidentally. I did not set out to start a business. I never said, okay, I'm going to now like go start a business. Never thought I would be a business owner or anything like that. I just had never thought about it. Um, but I was long story short, not working in a job that I loved. And I, well, let me see how far back to go. (laughs) I had a very terrible job right out of college basically. And so I basically called up uh, a friend, like somebody I had worked for in the past in college and was like, do you have any work for me? And he said, yeah, kind of. And gave me a couple days a week, um, of kind of helping him out with clients in his PR agency. And over time, um, that never fully grew to like full time. It wasn't super steady, but I still liked it a whole lot more than what I had been doing before that. Um, but eventually my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time was like, why don't you just do some clients on your own too? Because you have some time and that just could fill in the gaps and make a little extra money and be in charge of it yourself. And so basically I was like, yeah, I guess I could do that. It's exactly the same thing as what I'm doing right now. And starting the company, it was, um, it was, we focused on restaurants, restaurant PR, local restaurants in the Boston area, because that was what I had been doing before that too. Like that was where I had specialized. So I knew everything about the media landscape and the restaurant world, um, in Boston from, from having that that background. So I just started doing some on my own. If they were like people I knew or smaller clients than what the other agency would take on. So it wasn't like technically a conflict of interest or anything, or 
if it was, he didn't care. I mean, like I talked to him about it. He knew I was doing this. It wasn't like a shady thing or anything. Um, he was like, yeah, go for it. If there are some that you want to work with that aren't, that we weren't going to work with, you know, as an agency anyways. Um, so yeah, I just used my personal connections to meet, meet, like meet the first couple clients. Um, and then just kind of eventually was like, Oh, I guess I like have my own business. Um, and I still was doing both side by side for a long time. So again, it wasn't like I ever took like a big leap. I was never like, okay, tomorrow I'm quitting my job or tomorrow I'm starting a business. Um, I was just basically doing my own clients on the same time on the side as the same time I was doing work on other clients with somebody else for a pretty long time. And then, but then it just like, eventually it was like, I was doing more of my own clients and less of his. Cause it was like, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember specifically, but like, I guess like as you know, maybe a client project would end with him. Um, eventually it was like, rather than me being like a couple days a week kind of with him, it was just, Oh, if a new client came on, he would say, do you have, do you want to do this one with me? And I would say yes or no, depending on whatever. Um, yeah. And then once I had my son, I basically needed to scale back. Um, which is a whole story in itself just because, um, he was born early. I wasn't prepared at all. So I, and he was in the hospital for a while. So I, um, basically was like only doing my own thing from then on essentially. Cause I was like, that's, it was easier to cut back on the clients that were not like my clients that I did not own. So then after that point, it was like essentially, um, no looking back. So yeah, that's kind of how we got started. I will say for anyone who is new here, I rebranded the company in 2020, I think. So just because the way the question is worded, how did you start quotable? I would say, you know, you won't see anything about quotable before the last, you know, three or four years. Um, before that we were called Polina PR, which was my last name. I had it named after me. I was not being very creative there. Um, but obviously that's pretty, that's pretty custom. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people do that, but eventually I realized too, that I wanted to be able to grow the business beyond me. And I didn't want, yeah, I didn't want it to feel like it was just me or have people have that expectation. Cause I knew I wanted it to be a team. I knew I wanted it to be more of an agency at that point. Um, and I also knew I wanted to do more with it and I knew I wanted it to be able to be more than just PR as well. So that's why we rebranded to quotable media co a couple of years ago. And, um, that just seems relevant to mention. So the next question is what is it like being an Airbnb owner and what is your connection to Barbados? Um, so yeah, that one's not really work related. Um, I do manage an Airbnb, um, a house in Barbados. My husband is from Barbados and, um, we ended up basically building this house there. And, um, so yeah, my connection is he grew up there and is from there. I am now actually also technically a Barbados citizen. I became a citizen, um, through marriage. There was really not much required in order to do that. It was not, it's not like becoming a citizen of the U S didn't have to take a test or anything. Um, just kind of had to prove longevity in the relationship essentially. Um, it was a very long process to, but, but mostly just in terms of paperwork. Um, and it was kind of like by the end they were like, Oh, you're still trying to do this. And it's been, 
this many years, like, okay, you can have it. <laughs> so that was great. It was pretty easy and cool to, to have that citizenship. Um, we had the house finished even before that though. Um, we had been working on it for a very long time, uh, just kind of building it piece by piece, um, over time, whenever we kind of had time or energy or money to focus on it, we would build a little more onto it. That's kind of how you build there. You can just, um, it's literally a house built out of cement blocks and you can add more onto it and then just leave it there for a little while and then add more onto it. So we kind of did that for a while. Um, and cause we ended up building a second level onto it and making it two units. Um, and then now rent them both out. So the reason we did that too, I will say, um, was that his mom had a piece of land that she was not going to ever use. And she basically had given it to him a while ago. And so it was just like there and it just seemed like a missed opportunity not to do something with it. So it's been really fun. We also both really like real estate and like houses and things like that. I really will someday become a house flipper in my free time. I think like, I really love that stuff. Um, so I think we've been renting it out the first unit since the end of 2019. And then the second one was finished after that, I think in 2020. And what the question was, what is it like? Um, I like it a lot because again, I like that kind of stuff. I love like the hospitality ness of it. I think I don't, I wouldn't say I love the hospitality industry, but I love certain pieces of it and certain parts of it. I always thought I would want to like own a bed and breakfast or, or run a bed and breakfast or something. Um, and that's part of that. So we don't make breakfast for people, but I kind of like do all the communication I do the guest management essentially. And then, um, we have people on the ground there who can help with like, if something goes wrong and my husband mostly manages like the management management of like the building in the house. Um, and like, you know, if a plumber has to come look at something, things like that, we have someone who can come do that. And I would say, um, yeah, that's what it's like. It's, it's fun. It's just kind of something we do for fun on the side. It's not like a main, you know, business for us. I know that for some people it is, I think in that instance, it could be a little bit stressful, um, because it's, it fluctuates a little bit, um, in terms of like when it's a busy season and when it's not a busy season, when it's busy and it's booked back to back, there's like a lot more to it, obviously. Then I also could see it getting stressful when it's not busy <laughs> and you're not bringing in any money. Um, but since again, it's all just kind of for fun for us. Um, we wanted the house anyways, we were going like, we go there when we're, whenever we can, it's a house we're going to use and have forever, no matter what. Um, and we don't have a mortgage on it or anything. So it's just X, you know, it's just for fun. Um, I would say it is, yeah, it's, it's easier. I think than people think I just kind of, you know, message somebody back if they message and, you know, mostly do it just on, I don't know, whenever it, it's, whenever it comes up, it doesn't take a lot of time all at once is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. It's not like I block off like, Oh, now I'm going to have, you know, have to spend an hour on doing this Airbnb stuff like every day or every week or anything like that. It's just like when it comes up, you message someone, we've had really great guests. I think we've only had one 
person who like was not good. Um, but other than that, everybody's been really, really pretty great. And it's, it's much simpler and easier than I expect. We don't get any of those like nightmare guests that you hear about or things like that, um, where they like require a lot of like effort or, um, anything like that. And so, yeah, I love it. And if anybody wants to talk about it more, I would definitely always be available for doing that. Um, but I also think we should move on to the next question. Would you ever want to expand your business beyond the Boston area? Um, yes. I mean, our clients are not all in the Boston area in terms of clients and our work. We are, we work nationally. We work with national media. We work with clients anywhere in the country, um, or elsewhere. I mean, we had a client in Canada. Um, we could go beyond that as well. I don't think we ever technically have, um, but in terms of our, well, in terms of our team too, we're not only Boston based, we are fully remote right now still, and we have team members elsewhere in the country and, um, definitely could see having some kind of headquarters set up somewhere else, you know, especially if, if, and as we grow the team, if somebody is somewhere, you know, else in the country and we have a little team base there too. Um, I could see getting like little office spaces. Um, don't foresee anything in the near future where we'll have like any kind of, you know, major offices just because we're a small team. We don't need that much space. Um, but yeah, I could see, I could see doing that and I could definitely see expansion outside of Boston in general, um, whatever that looks like. And, um, let me see. Someone said, how do you pick, how did you pick your brand colors? Um, I will say that also came, I mentioned before that we rebranded a couple years ago and, um, we, I hired, um, a company to do that with us. So I knew we wanted to like totally do a whole new website. Um, kind of as part of that, they had a branding package. Um, I think what I had said basically was, my colors had always, well, my colors had always been, um, kind of like a purpley color. I sort of wanted to not be, I always liked pink and purple to be honest, and I didn't want it to feel too girly. So I kind of had gone with like a deeper purplish color as like the main brand color <clears throat> from the beginning. Um, just because it makes me happy and I liked it. And, um, yeah, it felt like kind of a little feminine without being too girly, I guess, kind of, that's like a weird term. Like I love girly, so I'm not like saying that that's bad, but a lot of my clients, especially back, back then were not women. And I didn't kind of want to be seen as like too girly back then, to be honest. So that was really the main, <laughs> the main reason. And then when we rebranded, but, but, you know, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to go totally outside of like what I would enjoy. Like, I just didn't want to have it be like, you know, blue or green or something that like, I didn't feel drawn to, um, in that way. So when we rebranded, you know, they came up with some, some, um, complimenting colors that kind of went with it and things like that. Um, so we kind of go with still a slightly different, but a similar kind of like deep plum color and then some more like tanner, pinker shades that complement it. Um, that's pretty much where we are right now. I don't know. We might be making some little tweaks and polishes to the brand in the next couple months. So 
if this does not make any sense to you, if you listen to this later on, keep that in mind. But that's where we are right now. Um, oh, this other question was very similar. What inspired you to start your own business instead of working for someone else? Um, it's very similar to what we already talked about before. Um, I was inspired by just wanting to do my own thing a little bit more. Um, and really it was just wanting to have a little more control over my income. Um, at the time I just needed more, I needed to make more money. (laughs) I needed more work. Um, so that was really what it was at the beginning. I'm not going to tell you there was like some deep, some deeper inspiration at the moment. I did not realize I was going to like, you know, so enjoy being in the business world and like love running a business and being around other business owners so much. And like, if you do know me now, or you, you know, listen to the podcast and all the other things that we do, like we're very business focused brand in terms of like working with other businesses and brands. Like that's what PR is too, but also between the podcast and the magazine, like I just love being around other business owners now and like having those conversations and getting to know them and things like that. So I had really no idea though, like that all just came afterwards once I was already there. Um, 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 what else, what books are on your summer reading list or are you currently reading such a good question? Okay. This is making me wish I had done some prep because I often read several books at a time and I don't always do great with remembering what they all are. Um, right now I am reading, I don't really have a summer reading list. I should do that. I mean, I have, well, I guess I have my, my stack of books that I'm like, I have a stack of books. So that's pretty much my summer reading list right now. I'm reading, um, oh shoot. Seven rules of love by Jay Shetty. I think it's, is it seven or is it eight? eight rules of love. I think it's pretty new. I got that from the library. It seemed interesting. I usually always re- am reading like a fiction and a nonfiction book. I like to have some kind of professional development or like sort of business related book, um, going, but then I like to also have fiction too. Um, at the same time, if that's more for like unwinding and relaxing. So right now, <laughs> You guys are going to think I'm crazy. I'm reading a couple because I'm also in a book club and I'm a little behind in like all the last couple books and I've started them all and not finished them all. So I'm reading Clara and the Sun and I'm reading, and I also do book of the month. So I'm reading Hello Beautiful, um, which was the book club. And I, what's the business book I'm reading right now is the 15 commandments of conscious leadership which is great so far. I wish I had looked because I don't want to get up now to go look, but it's really bothering me that I can't think of some of the other ones that are like my to be read pile next to my bed. Um, but those are all the ones I'm reading right now. Um, and I think that's a pretty good start, a pretty good answer to the question. I feel like there might be something else. Um, and I just, uh, I can't remember what my book of the month one that's on its way right now. But that will be my next, um, my next read for the summer. And no, I just got another one. Um, I just got another one for the book club and from the library and it was called the people we keep. So I have not started that yet, but I would say that counts as my summer reading book because it is next on my list. 
Um, yes, there'll be so much more. I used to do, I used to share on Instagram every month, try to take a picture of the books that I was reading or had just read or something. And I totally got out of doing that. Um, because I think I just like forgot a bunch of times and then never did it again, but maybe I will try to do that again. I always love to see what other people are reading and sometimes I like to talk about it. So maybe I'll try to do that actually tomorrow or something, post something on um, Instagram with the ones I've been reading or the hour have just read. Um, I think, is there one more? What inspired you to have your own at home garden and what do you grow? Um, what inspired me? Nothing. I mean, not nothing. Um, I grew up in Vermont and my mom always had a garden. We always had a garden when I was growing up. I didn't know you could not have a garden. It wasn't an option that I knew of. So when I moved to the city, I obviously didn't, well, not obviously, but I moved here for college. So I did not have any kind of outdoor space for a very long time. I lived in obviously dorms and then not obviously, I don't know why I keep saying that I lived in the dorms when I first came for college and then, you know, a little shared apartment after that and really missed having some outdoor space. And, um, yeah, once, once we, found the house that we live in now had a huge backyard, which was a huge draw for buying this house to begin with. Um, because it's really unusual in the city. Um, we are technically in Boston proper. Um, but in this neighborhood is like homes with backyards and stuff a lot of the time, not always. It's a lot of, um, multifamily homes and, for whatever reason, this one just had a huge backyard for the city. Um, and so I really liked that. I'd like to have some space and, uh, I just knew I needed to have a garden. I don't know. I honestly like, don't even think I really thought about it. I was like, if there was space, I knew I wanted to grow things. Um, I just love being able to go outside and pick your own vegetables in the summer. And yeah, that's really all there is to that. I think I do like to garden. I don't love, like, I don't love, I don't love to garden. Actually. I like to have a garden and I like to harvest my own vegetables. I don't really love to garden, but I find I can put in very minimal effort to my garden and still have pretty good results. So I plant things and then I let them grow and I weed once in a while and that's really all I do and it's a raised garden bed so it doesn't like take as much I think I don't know I I feel I'm always surprised that it doesn't get more weeds and whatnot um but yeah so what do I grow was the other part of that question oh um mostly like a lot of lettuces and stuff I like to have like lettuce kale spinach things like that because I like to make salads as much as possible um that was another thing when I was growing up, we had, my mom made a salad like every night for dinner, not just that, but like with dinner. So that's like something I was always very used to. Um, and tomatoes like to grow tomatoes mostly because it's very satisfying thing to grow. So many tomatoes come on each plant. Love those little cherry tomatoes. Sometimes I grow like zucchinis or cucumbers 
similar reasons. I do like cucumbers. I don't really like zucchinis, but it's so satisfying that you get so many on one plant, especially since my garden's not that big. So I like to grow things where I can get a lot of yields per square foot or per plant. Um, I always grow garlic. I grow green beans um, and peas. And what else do I have right now? That might be the main things. I've you know, done some other things over the years. Like I have grown like things that did not, not work as well in my area, I guess, or like for me, um, I've grown onions. I just don't find it worth it. I don't have enough space. I could only like grow so many and it was like spent all the time growing it. And I ended up still having to buy them from the store for most of the year. Cause I only grew like enough for a couple weeks. Um, peppers, always like died. I don't know. I'm not, I've not done good with pepper, so I just don't bother anymore. I've grown like broccoli and stuff too, but some of those things take so much space. Broccoli, um, like cabbage, they make a, it's a very big plant for like one head of broccoli. So same thing. I was like, this is not worth it. Um, so I haven't done those in the last couple of years. I would say, uh, I have a couple squash plants too. I think those are the main things. We also have blueberry bushes and ras uh, blueberry and blackberry bushes, though in the yard, not in the same garden bed, but um, separately, and fruit trees too. Um, but those are not really my thing. That's my husband's thing. <laughs> I like the blueberries. I like the fruit, but I just don't. I can't take any credit for those. Um, but yeah, we try to grow as many edible things as possible. I thought there was one more question. Oh. One more question on here, and this has ended up being way longer than I expected, I think, so apologies if any of this is boring to you, but I'm having fun. Um, what is your favorite way to decompress after a work day? Oh, I think you already know the answer. Um, reading a book, I guess, I think would be the answer because I talked a lot about all the books <laughs> I'm reading. Um, I would say also, I would say I. it happens less often. But I would say my favorite, one of my favorite things would be like, especially when it's nice out, like in this, cause I'm in summer mode right now, lying in the hammock with a glass of wine, I guess lying in a hammock with a glass of wine while reading a book would be one of my favorite ways. Um, I would say though, more often than not, you know, I also just love to like watch TV or watch a movie with my family and, um, yeah, I love that. So one thing I would say, I would say probably my favorite way to decompress after a work day would be to take like a bubble bath, but we don't have a bathtub right now. That is, I'm working on that. That is what I would love to be able to do after a long work day. Um, but we don't have a bathtub, so I'm trying to figure out how I can make that happen manifest that into my life um because I think that is seriously lacking in my life and I love a good bath um I think this is all the questions I'm just trying to double check before I like stop talking on here that's what we have so if you thought of any questions but had not written them down or see our, seen our call for questions on Instagram, let me know. Maybe I will do this again sometime soon. I will say this was a lot easier than um, thinking of something else to say for an episode. <laughs> I did not have to think about anything. 
beforehand, I mean, did not prepare anything beforehand, I guess is how I, what I should say. Um, I'm going to try to find those books and write them, put them in the show notes and with the authors and stuff. Cause I feel like I should include all of that information. Um, if there was anything else I mentioned that should have a, a link or anything to, and yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. I hope, let me know if this was fun or interesting to you at all, or if you're like, that was so boring. I want to learn something about business <laughs> or hear a topic. I mean, don't worry. We're not going to do this every time anyways, but I am curious to hear if you do like it or not. Um, I always, as I mentioned, kind of like that kind of Q and A or behind the scenes questions, but that is, I think I'm a very nosy person when it comes to like what other people think and like, and do. So I don't know. Curious to hear what you guys think and how you feel. Um, I would request you to leave a comment on Instagram, leave a review on wherever you listen to podcasts, but especially on Apple podcasts and or Spotify. Um, trying to remember to say that we are trying to build up the podcast. I have some really exciting to me updates for the podcast coming very soon and want to just make sure it's getting out there as much as possible. And that is done through having more ratings and reviews on the show. So if you have not ever done that before, but you have listened to this show, or even if this was your very first episode, please do that. And, um, follow quotable magazine on Instagram, because that is where we post most podcast stuff too. We post on quotable media co also, but we are trying to have more of like content stuff, whether it's magazine and or podcast on quotable magazine at quotable magazine, um, on Instagram. So make sure you're there and following that account too. And, um, yeah, leave a comment on the, on the post about this episode. If you, if you are so inclined and, um, I think that's it. So I will see you later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen. So you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes. So other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching female millennial entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.